No Loss November, the longest franchise winning streak in history. Devin Booker goes down. There's a lot to talk about, and it's all coming up right away just for you on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member. Thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single morning. We are free on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you listen. The best way to keep us free is to keep doing exactly what you're doing, which is listening and watching this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. A few house cleaning notes, but we are, of course, here to talk about the Suns' 104-96 win, national TV, tying the longest win streak in franchise history with 17, taking over first place in the Western Conference standing. So much to get to. Devin Booker's injury, of course, that left hamstring. Today's show, though, guys, is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need. And they can even negotiate better deals on the ones you want to keep. More from Truebill later in the show. Another quick housekeeping note. So, rolling tonight. Uh, I did not hear from you, so unfortunately, I am... Not going to be able to give you the rally, the valley um, towel. And instead here, I'm going to pick a different subscriber. And I will give that to you guys here at the end of the show. I also have another giveaway. So that one was for 500. We have soared past 500. So uh, we are already on to our next one. And the next giveaway is an NBA... Rally the Valley, NBA Playoffs, towel, black, dark purple, black, I'm not even sure. This can be yours if you are watching this show for the first time and you have not subscribed. If you are listening and you don't subscribe yet on YouTube, that's what the giveaway is for. Go to the Locked On Suns YouTube page, hit that subscribe button, and you could win that will be the deal. And then, of course, Kelly Oubre not, has not gone anywhere. He is the magic for the 1,000th subscriber. I will uh, part ways. He has been here on my desk for almost three years, but it's time to join another desk, another lovely listener, and uh, spend the rest of eternity with one of you. So that is where we are with all of that. Thank you guys again for all the support on YouTube. It's been awesome. It's going in a great direction. Let's get to this game. So of course, as always, big takeaway is what we'll start with. Other positives, although I'm going to probably end up talking a lot about the Booker injury in the second segment. Uh, Not a positive, but very much a big story here. And then we'll close with some of our typical Recap segments, including how many shots did Mikhail Bridges take. Uh, We'll probably talk about the bench with the Booker injury. And I definitely want to talk about DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if he fits into a segment here per se, but uh, you can't can't skip over the big man tonight. So uh, that's the agenda. 
Big takeaway, though, is pretty straightforward. The Suns match up pretty darn well with the Warriors. I mean, that's really what... There's a lot of levels and layers to that, of course, but at the end of the day, what what this game was going to teach us one way or, or another is how the Suns were going to fare against Golden State, and so we learned that. And the answer was, well. And uh, I'll get into some of the levels here outside of the specific players because uh, we'll do that later, but um, first and foremost, they did a hell of a job against Steph Curry. I mean, that's that's the headline here, right? I mean, Steph Curry was 4 of 21 from the field, 3 of 14 from deep, 2 assists, 3 rebounds. Didn't get to the free throw line much. Not that he's a guy who always does that, but that's really what 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 made the Warriors the losers tonight. And that was a team effort. It's very easy uh, because Steph is such a prominent player and led the league in scoring last year and you know potentially one of the best offensive players in the history of the NBA, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, the guy the best defender on the other team is gonna guard Steph, and whatever Steph does is gonna be whatever that defender does. But that's not really the case with him, right? So Mikhail Bridges obviously got the bulk of that task. He deserves a huge amount of credit for the way that, that Steph was kept in check. Um, I would also just say that Steph just missed shots. I mean, some of the threes he was getting were threes that we've seen him take and make for the entirety of his career. So I don't necessarily want to say that, you know, he was shut down as a direct result of something Mikhail was doing, but I think the place we can say pretty definitively that there was positive, um, growth is Bridges actually just being able to stay with Steph and and be in uh, in his face and around him all night because in the past that wasn't the case and I asked Monty Williams about this post game and you know I don't think there was anything part of it guys as I'll as I say some of the things that the, we we heard about post game is they're going to play the Warriors again on Friday and I don't, and and likely, well, then they play them again on Christmas in less than a month, and then likely again in the playoffs if both of these teams stay at the top of their game. So I think that was part of why we didn't necessarily hear everything uh, in, in terms of insights about what was working, but it's clear to me that Mikhail has gotten better. Monty said it was more of an awareness thing and, and sort of playing Steph a few times and seeing the rhythms and the patterns of how the Warriors use him and not necessarily feeling like when, you know, you have gotten the ball out of his hands or maybe, you know, he is away from the play that you can then settle settle in and, and kind of relax for a second. That's obviously not the case. And Monty basically said it sometimes takes young players a few times of guarding him to get that. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just Bridges getting a little bit more nimble around screens and you know, navigating the half court as a defensive player. I think the Suns did a great job switching. I think that they, um, Aiton and McGee both did a pretty good job of stepping up to the point of the screen and getting a hand in Curry's face, even if they weren't quite switching, you know, just sort of once it became clear, okay, Steph looks like he's shooting, let me at least get a little bit closer to him to affect his vision and maybe his comfort physically with that release. So that all went into it, but the bottom line is Curry was not himself. 
The guy who picked up that slack for the most part was Jordan Poole, and he is a freak, and he is so tough to guard. When Clay is back, if he can be a great spot-up shooter like we know him to be on top of all of this and you know potentially be a weapon off the ball and running around like he used to be even even to uh, you know half of the level that he was or 75% this pool thing is real and he is a third splash brother a splash triplet maybe whatever you want to call it he was hot in that first half and you know, I don't necessarily trust that quite as much. Like I've been the Warriors on TV constantly. I'm sure a lot of you guys had seen them as well. And he's not always a player who sustains that. And I think that's a hard thing to master is keeping your rhythm, finding ways to get easy shots to go down, to maintain that hot hand that you might have. And and it didn't last for him. So in the second half, he did not really uh, performed quite as well. He had four turnovers in the game. So once you know the fourth quarter came around and Steph was still not making his shots, Jordan Poole had cooled off a little bit, and you know obviously Clay's not here yet, and they were playing a lot of Chris Chioza, and Juan Toscano-Anderson as a playmaker was really really miserable. Nemanja Bjelica for whatever reason wasn't really effective they didn't just didn't have the playmaking juice they didn't they didn't have the offensive juice to really uh, do much of anything so uh, their offense really cooled off their fourth quarter scoring was their worst quarter of the game after a 35 point first quarter they only mustered 96 total so obviously that shows you they were averaging about 20 for the final three periods and that's that's kind of what I'm coming away from this thinking because Booker goes down with the left hamstring uh, injury in the second quarter, so we didn't really get to see a lot of sort of the Warriors guarding the Suns' traditional offense, although I do think that the Warriors did a pretty good job with their switching. The Suns did seem to struggle there. The main thing that I'm going to take away from this game is in their current form without Klay Thompson, who they might have back by Christmas, the Warriors just um, they are liable to some dry spells on offense at least with the way that the Suns can match their wing depth and um, kind of three-level defensive prowess. So that is what I feel like we will remember this game by. But of course, the major story here from a news perspective was probably Devin Booker going out of this game. What will happen with him going forward? So we will get into all of that. In just a second, I wanted to tell you guys, though, about Indeed. Indeed's a place I spend a ton of time, but it's also the best place for businesses to post their jobs because people like me uh, have looked at jobs there forever. And there's always going to be a debate between LeBron and Jordan, but when it comes to helping you hire all-star talent faster, the GOAT is Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates, as fast as possible so you can do it all attract interview and hire all in one place at indeed don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates don't sift through resumes for hours and hours and hours indeed can help you hire the right people right now indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews it is very very smooth i know from my job where we post jobs often at 
LinkedIn or we just will do a job posting on our website and then we try to link to it and then ASU where I work has a very complicated system. Having everything in one place both on the company side and the applicant side is incredible. Indeed also of course has their signature assessment tests to get a clear view of your top talent's abilities. They match your results, those results with your top requirements and attributes that you need for your job. So with Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12% according to Indeed data throughout the world. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. My favorite protein bar, a new member of the Arizona community building a distribution center locally. And honestly, it's almost beside the point to even just call them a bar company at this point. They have built broth. They have built uh, puff ball something. They're they're like they're like a wonder ball, except instead of the inside having sour candies, it's all protein and it is delicious. It's just a little lighter than the full bar sometimes. And look, you always get something new. They really were pushing throughout the Black Friday weekend into Cyber Monday, but that doesn't end anytime soon. Built has new surprises coming all month. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly throughout the holiday season. I'm sure we have not heard the last from built in terms of sales. You just got to keep your eye over on built.com or you can follow them on uh, social media. That is uh, at bar underscore built, I believe is the tag on all of their platforms. Regardless, dig into an old favorite or something new limited time by going to built.com using the promo code LOCK15 and getting 15% off your next order. That's not first order, that's next order. So you can double dip here. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Second quarter of tonight's game, Devin Booker pulls up a little bit, goes to the free throw line after getting fouled on a shot attempt. It was honestly maybe because I wasn't watching on TV, maybe I didn't have that high resolution uh, view that some of you do at home. I didn't even notice, honestly, but until Booker was all the way at the locker room that he even had anything going on. But obviously he does head to the back, to the locker room, gets things checked out, is ruled out pretty quickly with a left hamstring injury, misses the rest of this game. Did in the second half, though, go back to the bench and sit with the team. He was standing up and sort of being, you know, communicator leader type after that. So, you know, not so bad that he's having to be on crutches after the game or having to stay in the locker room with ice or heat or whatever, but clearly not good either, right? I mean, it's hard to paint this as anything good. He missed time. I believe this was the injury in January of this year, which really was last season. Um, The end of January stretch, if you guys remember that. That is what he missed time with then. It was obviously a hamstring that came to affect him starting in Game 3 of the NBA Finals a few months later. And now another hamstring injury. So I'm not a, a medical doctor. I'm not a sports scientist. So do with that what you will. I'm just documenting that there is a pattern here. 
Um, and so what that meant was obviously, as I said, we didn't really get the full breadth of this matchup. We didn't really get to see what does it look like late in the game when both teams have their best lineups on the floor and they're just running their best stuff over and over and daring the other team to match it. That didn't really happen. It was, as Monty said post-game, very much a read-and-react type of situation. Chris Paul echoed that. It was just about you know running pick-and-roll, finding switches, finding mismatches with the Warriors, um, switching so often, and DeAndre Ayton was able to feast that way, and they were able to get guys like Landry Shamit, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, some big timely threes to uh, tie things up, keep things close. And that was really the end of, of the game after Booker went down. So that's what it stole. But it also um, has a lot of repercussions for what this team's going to look like going forward. And what we saw was the start of the second half, the start of the third quarter, Cam Johnson took the floor with the starter. So they went really big. By the end of the game, he also was dealing with injuries. Uh, it looks like a, it looked like a, 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 a calf cramp and he was being treated. He was at one point sitting on the ground. Then he was standing and trying to, you know, kind of keep it loose. He was getting heat and, and ice and uh, probably mostly ice and uh, was whatever. He didn't end up finishing the game. And that was Landry Shamet, who I mentioned had that big three late after a very, very poor performance overall. Uh, last but not least, we also saw Alfred Payton <clears throat> a little bit. Four minutes for him, uh, just still more of the same and didn't look very confident and comfortable. Now, he obviously came in on a night when he was not expecting to play, was sort of playing the two next to Chris Paul, which is not you know a position that he probably should be in. But he did have a turnover. He missed two of his three shots. So, you know, I think it's not ideal to have Alfred Payton out there. I think playing super small like the Suns had to. They got out-rebounded in this game, 51-35 to in large part because they were playing so small. And JaVale McGee did not rebound incredibly well tonight. So um, Payton as like a, a two-guard and then you have like Shamit as the three. Or, yeah, I mean, that's basically what you'd be looking at. That is not ideal. So I do think Alfred Payton might be part of the solution, but with Abdul Nader and Frank Kaminsky still out, um, I wonder if we do see Jalen Smith playing a little bit of four because if he can come out and actually just play some minutes, then you can have Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson be more ready for those bigger lineups where those guys can kind of play like the two or the three as opposed to playing the four with Smith at the four. So that's that's a possibility. Maybe they take the cobwebs off of Ish Wright or Chandler Hutchison. It's just they've never demonstrated a willingness or eagerness to play their two-way guys. That's my initial read. More to come. Obviously, we have another show between now and the next game. And then to close out the week, I'll be recapping that Pistons game, which I will also be attending. So I don't want to necessarily forecast out too much there, but the bottom line is the Suns have the talent and the depth to survive. They showed that against the best or second best team in the entire NBA tonight, a team that was really challenging them with their switching and just not allowing any perimeter penetration by the Suns. The Warriors defense was so stout so often tonight, and yet they still 
were able to get those uh, kind of offensive big clutch moments to happen in their favor. So I don't necessarily think that that means the end of the streak is here, but I do still think that game in Golden State on Friday is going to be a really, really tough task without obviously the the Suns' best player. So uh, that's that with Booker's hamstring strain. A few more things to get to, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges maybe a little bit, and uh, this rotation potentially a little bit more as well. Before that, though, betonline.ag is your number one spot throughout the rest of the year and beyond for everything football, for everything basketball, for everything college sports, whatever you love, whatever you love to watch, whatever you love to bet on, BetOnline has you covered all season long. Props, odds, and lines, more at BetOnline than anywhere else you can find. They have a new and updated mobile website as well as a desktop site that you can use to more efficiently get in, place your bets, and get out. You're going to use the promo code Locked On when you make an account and when you make that first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus straight to your account. Again, that's promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus courtesy of Bet Online. In addition to the basketball, football, all of the betting you can possibly desire. They also have your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available throughout the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. A few more notes here from the Suns 104-96 win over the Golden State Warriors. Thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single day. We have more to come this week. This streak is still alive. They've only tied the franchise record on Thursday night against the Pistons. They have a chance to claim it themselves. So do not go anywhere. Subscribe on whatever platform you are watching or listening on. Let's get ride this wave together. Let's keep this going. Let's have some fun. Um, But as it relates to this game, a few more things I did want to note. So uh, how many field goal attempts did Mikhail Bridges take is something that I like to turn into a couple of minutes segment here. And I'll do that again tonight because Mikhail had a very strange game. Very good defensively. We talked about what he did against Steph. He also had the four steals. He was everywhere as he always is and was a plus team high, plus 21. The Suns outscored the Warriors in his 41 minutes. Um, Which means that the offense is where I have to go. And I don't even want to nitpick because the Suns won. They won a huge game. They did it without their best player, and he did so well on defense. But he was so, so, so tentative all night on offense. There cannot, I repeat, there cannot be games where Mikhail Bridges, who is the Suns' third best player on his best night, fourth best player on his worst night, is not taking a single three-pointer. You can't have that happen. This is something we were talking about at the end of last season, into the playoffs, and you know we cannot be back to square one here with Mikhail Bridges. I'm sure he knows it. He had two turnovers tonight, and I'm sure he knows it. There was a couple in particular where I felt like he was kind of shaking his head at himself, or at least you could kind of see that realization come to him. It can't happen, and especially with Booker out, especially as this team continues to try to improve over last season, him being aggressive on offense, taking not only the shots that are there for him, but trying to create some more for himself 
You cannot have these games where he takes four total shots and only and zero threes, doesn't get to the line. Like that's that cannot be what he's doing. I know that I get that there's something to be said for the emotional, uh, not emotional, but like psychological and physical focus that he needed to guard Steph the way that he did. And I don't want to take away from that. But the bottom line is you're a great two-way player and that's the expectation for him at this point. So um, very much a good with the bad type of game. Of course, in a win, you don't want to jump on somebody for what they didn't do because of course they did win and he was a big part of that on the defensive end. But very much something to monitor if there is a, a few game stretch here without Devin Booker, who steps up in that void? Can Bridges, can that be maybe a jumping off point for him? I don't know. We will see. The other thing to check in on here is DeAndre Ayton. I don't have a segment for it. Um, I I don't, I we don't do the free throw thing with DeAndre Ayton anymore because I think the playoffs prove that it's not an adequate way to measure his performance. And I would honestly say this game reinforced that because he did not take a lot of free throws. He you know, didn't take a three or do much shot creation or any of the stuff that we all talk about him doing. But what he did is executed his role, smashed the offensive glass, rolled to the basket, sealed into the paint, took advantage of switches, ran the floor, all of that. And he was rewarded for it. 24 and 11 for DeAndre, 11 of 19 from the field, took the most shot attempts on the team, which somebody on Twitter had. I wish I could credit them, but I forgot who it was credited, uh, or I'm sorry, pointed out that Aiton having the most free throw field goal attempts on the team tonight was the first time that that had happened for DA in the Chris Paul era. So since they traded for Chris Paul, this is the first time that Aiton has led the team in shot attempts. So all around good. I mean, all around him asserting himself in a matchup where you would hope he could. I mean, the defensive assignment for him is very tough, trying to contain what the Warriors do in space while also protecting the rim as much as he can and everything else. But on offense, he was dominant. I mean, he was very good on defense too. I'm just saying, uh, you know, that's a given. He has to do that on defense for the Suns to be able to win. The offensive stuff is sort of the added bonus and he's doing it and he did it tonight and I think that can be a stepping stone for him. We have another opportunity to see how this matchup looks on Friday night and then in just over three weeks again on Christmas Day, a game that I will also be at and I am thrilled to see. So uh, very much a, 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 a fascinating part one of this saga Divisional rivals competing for the number one seed in the Western Conference. Lots to learn. Lots to continue to talk about. I'll be back tomorrow digging through more of this. And uh, we'll see where this all goes. The, the streak stays alive. Again, as Devin Booker tweeted, no loss November, which admittedly is a much more fun version than the alternative, if you all know what I mean. So that'll do it for today's show, folks. Thanks again for making Locked On Suns your first listen and we will be back tomorrow.